Welcome to TV Time with Katie. I'm Katie. This is my watch along and recap podcast. Because, you know, I watch a lot of television and have no one to talk about it to. Um, I'm taking a quick break from rewatching the first half of Vampire Diaries to hit something I was completely new to. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, I did some watch-alongs for these a while back, and I'd like to do some more, maybe for a season finale or two. Um, But anyway, let's get on with the official recap so we can continue with the show. Okay. Okay, so we're just going to talk about the first two episodes of season one. Spoiler warning here. Make sure you've watched it. Tee-hee. Titles are Welcome to Hellmouth and The Harvest, respectively. And first, I'm just going to quickly go over their episode details. Okay, um, so Welcome to Hellmouth and The Harvest aired as a two-part pilot on March 10th, 1997. So cool. Uh, created and written by Josh, uh, Joss, excuse me, Joss Whedon, for the most part. Um, Matt Keen... Joe Rain, uh, uh, is it Rinkmeyer, uh, Rob uh, Des Hotel, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, and Dean Batali are credited as story editors for these two episodes. And um, the first episode is directed by Charles Martin Smith, um, also the uncredited Joss Whedon. And the second episode is directed by John T. Kretschmer. All right, let's meet our characters. Buffy Summer, is it, wait, oh no, is it Summer or Summers? Oh no, um, our average girl, but oh, she's also just this, like, foretold demon slayer type. She little, but she tough, and she kill vamps. Um, she and her mom just moved to the town of Sunnydale to try and have, like, a normal girl life. Played to perfection by Sarah Michelle Geller, And her mom is played by Christine Sutherland. At the new school is... Willow Rosenberg, nerdy girl, played by Allison Hannigan, or Lily from How I Met Your Mother. Um, Xander Harris, funny guy, played by Nicholas Brendan. Jesse, plot fodder turned vampire, played by Eric Balfour. Cordelia Chase, popular girl, played by Charisma Carpenter. Mr. Rupert Giles, the new librarian and vampire killer consult, uh, played by Anthony Head, and of course, Mr. Flutie, the school principal, played by Ken Lerner. But that's not everything this town has to offer. There's something going on underground. Let's meet the vamps. Darla, played by Julie Benz, Luke, played by Brian Thompson, and the master, played by Mark Metcalf. And of course, there's Angel, mysterious, baggy-clothed, wearing baby face, uh, played by David Boreanaz. But that is it for now. As far as characters, let's get on with the recap. It's the first day of school for Buffy. She just wants a regular year, but wouldn't you know it? Her past just has a way of following her, I guess. Oh, her past? Um, well, she's just this thing called a slayer, whatever that means, right? And it just so happens that there's a new school librarian, Giles, who knows her secret. But awful luck, this town is actually the resting place of an ancient being known as the Master, and he's right in the middle of his attempt to free himself from the underground. Um, After a particularly loud conversation in the library and two of Buffy's new friends getting nabbed by some vampire cronies, I guess the secret's out. 
She saves Willow, but the vampires got away with Jesse, and after a failed rescue mission the next morning, they learned Jesse was turned into a vampire. And I learned this show doesn't mess around. Talk about stakes. <laughs> the vampire attack, oh, excuse me, the vampires, plural, attack at the bronze again that night. And it's up to Buffy, with the help of her new friends, and maybe the help of a new frenemy angel to stop them. And, you know, after a little outsmarting, they foil the master's plan for now. But what will tomorrow bring? So much for normal. <laughs> All right. Okay. <clears throat> now we can talk for real. Now we can just be ourselves. Um, first things first, I know Joss Whedon has had some things come up in his past um, as far as being mean on set, um, crossing the line on multiple occasions as far as being cruel or hurting people's feelings unnecessarily, um, making the job miserable for some people involved. I read one thing um, the actor who plays Cordelia put out, um, but I don't really know a whole lot. I've I've never really noticed Joss Whedon. He's never actively been on my radar like Wes Anderson or Edgar Wright. Um, and I've never like had a favorite show or movie by Joss Whedon as far as I know. Um, so I have no love or nostalgia for him. Um, I just wanted to address up front, I have heard some things and I'm just going to put him aside as much as I can from here on out. It's definitely in the back of my mind as I'm watching an episode, but I don't want to waste any more time talking about him on my podcast. Um, I'm glad that these actors got such great roles and that people still love them for the, those roles today. Um, I just I just wish they had more fun on set. But with that being said, let's move on. So when looking this up, I saw that there was an unaired pilot. Um, it looks like it starred Stephen Tobolowski, uh, um, one of those guys who's just like in everything and can be completely charming or completely terrifying. Um, I know him from Groundhog Day and as Sandy Ryerson in Glee, but also he was that amazing professor from Abed's, uh, like, who's the boss class, you know, um, who's the boss, uh -huh. and after Abed proves it was Angela and the professor's, like, life is over, he reaches into his desk, and it's like, there's a gun, but then it's, like, behind it is a book that says, what was happening, <laughs> anyway, from what I could tell on IMDb, he was the original Mr. Flutie, um, I would have really liked that, but, um, it looks like, Allison Hannigan wasn't involved yet, or even like Angel, the character. So, you know, in the end, if we lose our Mr. Flutie, but we get our Willow, I, I am okay with that. And like, oh shit, Darla is Dexter's girlfriend in Dexter. The one who, spoiler, you know, the one who gets killed by like the killer. <laughs> um, okay, so we start on Buffy waking up, go figure. Um, and I didn't notice it before, but I um, there's a, there's definitely a shadow that's, like, over her as, as she's having her nightmares. Could it have been a vampire? But, wait, no, not in the morning light. Like, is that Angel? Mm, weird. Gotta say, right away, um, Buffy is so cool. Like, I know, that's the point. Um, but her styling is so well done. Like, I love mint chocolate chip Buffy on the first day. I love her accessories, specifically her purple ring um, that she wears later, and um, not to mention that she's really nice and a good listener. Um, she's a really great character. It's crazy to me that I've made it this far without, like, hearing more about this show. 
Um, okay, so skipping to when Buffy meets Xander and he's helping her pick herself up, he did not even see that steak. Like, he doesn't even look down before he starts the line and the steak is like behind his feet. Small thing, so sorry. But then we meet Cordelia. Seriously, one of my favorite parts of the show so far. I don't like love her looks, um, like I love Buffy's, um, and I obviously love Willow's humor, but Cordelia has this like street smarts thing that um, it, it, I just really like it. You know, she's that smart, mean girl. Like, we know Willow was smart, but I wouldn't be surprised if Cordelia is on track to be, like, valedictorian or something. Like, ooh, uh, yay, I made my first, like, based on nothing prediction. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was sort of the case in my high school. Like, the valedictorian was a popular girl. Like, she had an active social life, but who knows? I'm just saying... Cordelia seems very driven, um, but I will throw in here that I love Cordelia's outfit the second night at the bronze. Um, I had to Google why Buffy called John Tash the devil during Cordelia's little cool kid quiz. Um, apparently, according to Reddit, John Tesh just made like easy, easy listening music and it's considered like old people music. So he's just like uncool, I guess. Um, and I listened to a little John Tesh, John Tesh on Spotify, and it's not offensive. I don't really get it. But um, I guess there were just so few options compared to today that maybe John Tesh was like inescapable, you know? Like it's either big band, which admittedly I like, or just like soundtrack type stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if he was just a soundtrack musician for TV or even stores and events. I don't know. Feels a bit like Joss Whedon's like parents listen to him or something. And this is like a weirdly specific personal thing. <laughs> okay. So on Buffy's first day, Willow is wearing a pin. Is that like a bowling ball and a bowling pin. Maybe it's like a pin and a coconut. I literally have no idea and I just wanted to point it out. Okay, moving on. Um, so we get some more amazing Cordelia lines and when Buffy's going to talk to Giles, uh, she basically says, so what's the sitch? Um, so, I mean, Kim Possible was totally born from this, right? <laughs> and I remembered the name of the town from Doctor Who and Torchwood. That's also like a bridge between worlds. It's Cardiff. Um, I couldn't remember if that was in Vampire Diaries or this show. But yeah, Sunnydale, Mystic Falls, Cardiff, they're all hot spots for creepy stuff. I like the little bit with Giles and Buffy talking about, like, the Time Life series. I had to do a little Google there, too. Um, so it was like, oh, monthly book subscriptions. What a time to be alive. <laughs> I always wanted zoo books. <laughs> this show is such a time capsule. I, I actually, like, get to do research. <laughs> um, and then quick thing while we're on Giles. For some reason, I'm, I was really unsure of how to pronounce his name. I thought... I heard someone say it with a hard G the first time I watched it, like Giles, but I've definitely only heard it as Giles since then, so I don't know what I was thinking. And then I guess before we leave Giles, um, is he her first trainer? It seems like she's killed vamps before, but these two are meeting for the first time, it seems. Um, we know she basically wants to retire, um, but did she have a trainer before who like gave up on her? Because Giles is a bit persistent, um, and I would, like, I, you know, I would expect that from a trainer or a watcher, so it seems odd to me that she 
has experience doing this, but has had no help yet. Um, I mean, I guess it's hard to find a slayer, but the vampire seemed to do it. I mean, she had to burn down a gym to stop those. Uh, so we can maybe assume that's how she got to be on Giles' radar, if he was searching for her. But I'm still a little confused about Buffy's previous school years and such. And okay, last thing on Giles for now, I think. Um, this may be completely out of line, and I'm sorry for that. But Giles made me really uncomfortable several times in these two episodes. I guess if this was a cartoon, I wouldn't notice or read into it, but, like, I can't help but feel weird when Giles is asking Willow to stay and help him research, after we already heard her basically gush about him. Like, I don't love that. <laughs> he has significantly, like, a higher amount of power than she does, and I honestly got a flash of these two being a couple in a few years, and I, I really just hope that they don't do that. Um, it's, it's because they're human actors with possible attractions to each other or something, and that's just making me actually uncomfortable. Um, like, I feel weird for Allison Hannigan, and this is where I'm totally probably reading too much into this, because it's like my own thing, but I know this actor from just like a small role in a super forgettable episode of Doctor Who where he's the bad guy. And so a part of me cannot trust him. Um, he scares me a little bit. <laughs> Same as James Spader. Like certain faces are just scary to me. I'm, I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, so I went and I looked at Anthony Head's credits and he seems like a lovely person, you know, doing small bits and even uncredited in some things where like he's part of these huge franchises and he could be doing anything he wanted, but he's like, you know, doing little fun things. Um, he's in Drunk History. That's fun. And I saw that he's in the newest season of Bridgerton. Um, I haven't watched it, but I plan on it. And I'm trying to do Downton Abbey first, I guess. Um, I also, I saw he was in Merlin and that's in my list. I want to watch that. But anyway... It's a school night, apparently, and Buffy's going out. Very cool. Um, I love that her mom seems a little afraid of her, practicing saying no and whatnot. Um, while Buffy is, like, perfectly lovely, but is also getting suspended and thrown out of schools left and right. That's just really funny. So is the bronze, like, all ages? Or 18 up? Like, ew. <laughs> also, it's Blue Boreana! Um, I'm excited at the idea of them bringing religion into this show, but I don't think I'm smart enough to analyze it. Haha. <laughs> ha. Um, however, it is something I have a question about slash am excited to watch more for. Um, so Angel gives Buffy a cross necklace, um, which sorry, sorry to jump ahead. Um, it's what like saves her <laughs> Nick from Luke later. Um, it seemed to me that Luke didn't even touch it. Like maybe it was a force field like the master was experiencing underground or maybe he did touch it and it burned his hand regardless i like that um it was so important in fact that it was like what saved her from the cliffhanger you know like a cross necklace religion is hopefully going to be like a very important part of this show which i just find very interesting but i gotta talk about how big david boreanaz's suit and shirt are I guess baggy clothes were in fashion, but it looks so bad to me. I'm sorry. Um, also, a huge I'm sorry up front, because I'm sure I'll come to love the character and maybe even find him dreamy, too. But right now, I am so not convinced. I don't, I don't get, like, 
heartthrob from him. I get nervous baby face. He's just a very tall Frodo, like with his tiny little line delivery to me. Um, but same as Giles, he's seemingly meeting her for the first time. I don't understand like why why it seems like she already has a resume but no previous employers to speak of <laughs> um but oh my god i'm so sorry let's finally go inside the bronze and watch this fucking band that i think is completely out of sync also um the weirdest moment happens where buffy waves to a stranger because she thought he was waving at her but it was the guy behind her what like Buffy that's so weird um but then I love her right away you know afterwards because she's like you know like dancing while she's talking to Willow they're so cute um and I love Buffy's makeup here I'm so happy that like matchy eyeshadow is back in fashion I think it's so cute <laughs> and of course Giles is here because why wouldn't he be you know small towns are weird um <clears throat> she drops her little lines about Angel it's like oh come on Buffy you guys are obviously going to be endgame even though I like Xander more. <laughs> but we uh, before we leave the bronze, we got a few more brilliant moments uh, because of Cordelia. I had to look something up again. Nobody cool gets Epstein Barr anymore. She's so funny. It's essentially the previous decades like HPV. Like almost everybody has or gets it. Like, ew, so common. <laughs> also, Jesse is basically like Jim carrying, you know, on his prowl going back and forth like that is so funny. Um, but of course, while looking for the vamps that took Willow, Buffy picks Cordelia up by the throat. What is it with these shows that treat net grabs like it wouldn't cause permanent damage? Um, anyway, Cordelia takes it fairly well, all things considering. Uh, I feel like that's grounds for having someone removed from school or at least suspension um but cordelia gets in one last line right here like she might be my favorite character <laughs> but let's jump over to willow she's with a vampy boy with bad fashion sense and he's like "Ooh, i know a shortcut but willow's a smart girl she's probably lived here her whole life don't you think willow would know about a shortcut if it existed or even just known like the town layout and would know that this wasn't a shortcut at all this is just a route to a different place altogether but while we're on the subject of dumb things, I'm, I'm sure it's a matter of budget. It's special effects of the time, you know? But the master looks so dumb to me. <laughs> he looks so not formidable. Like, I know that's sort of the point, but like, why do the other vamps fear him then? I, I don't think they particularly like him anyway. Um, I just had to say once how dumb I think he looks and sounds. <laughs> Um, so our bad fashion vamp brings Willow inside like a mausoleum and I don't know, she's far too calm for my liking. Maybe this is pilot sort of like not being comfortable on set yet or like even in your own character, but Willow is barely scared in these scenes and it makes me not feel scared either. Like why should I care if the actors don't? I'm sorry. Again, I'm sure it's just like new show jitters and they'll get more into it in later episodes, but Sarah Michelle Gellar is selling it for sure, you know. Her little voice acting grunts are so perfect, and her stunt double is so good. Like, it looks really rough. Um, but then it's the to be continued, and um, I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back. Bring. Alright, welcome back. And episode two picks right back up with Buffy being pinned down by Luke. Love a good, like, actual cliffhanger with a real resolution. Also, um, I don't think it I mentioned it before, but 
the Buffy intro is so good. <laughs> okay, so uh, Buffy cleans up, you know, but only saves two out of three friends. And it was this moment that I realized tree is what kills vampires. <laughs> like, I know it's a wooden, like the wooden stake, but I also don't know why, like, seeing Buffy just rip a branch off a tree was so funny <laughs> uh, that she just stabbed someone with it. It was so great. Um, also, real quick. The next morning, Giles is talking about ancient beings and whatnot, but drops the magic with a K at the end, so you know it's badass. Um, also, does this mean the master is technically not a vampire, or are all vampires technically demons? And then, like, demon in the religious sense, like a satanic version of angels? I'm not sure, but I'm into it. Um, but does this make the master Satan? Um, maybe, like, Maybe he's like a middle boss. Like maybe Satan is the big boss and we haven't met him yet. Again, I'm into it. Um, but currently the master is so dumb looking. <laughs> There's also that quick line from Luke about the last time someone got the drop on him. I'm guessing that was the master. Uh, Luke looks really sheepish when he's explaining. I didn't like get it at first. I feel like it was super loaded. Um, but it doesn't matter because Luke doesn't make it past this episode. For now, he's the vessel and... Isn't that just like, you know, a convenient little trick for the master? But someone needs to try to get Jesse. Um, it's nice how they don't just consider him a lost cause. And I guess wooden bullets is a new concept to vampire lore. That's fun. Um, also, these kids get a free period, and I'm so jealous for my past self. My high school didn't have lockers or free period. Um, but anyway, Willow heads off to do some research, and we get more Angel and like... Why don't we suspect him of being a vamp, you know? I know she can, like, sense or something, but his sense of style is not the best. We've only seen him in the shadows. Just saying. Okay, and I know Buffy's about to take on some vamps, but Willow is going to be in the same room as Cordelia. <laughs> if, like, the most popular girl in school asked me who gave me permission to exist, I would probably have burst into flames. Like, that totally sums up how it felt to be unpopular in my high school. Like, the popular kids were English royalty, and we were peasants, too unsightly for them to look upon. I used to feel like people were mean to me because I was so ugly, and it annoyed them that I existed. It's, I, I swear, I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> so I was just so impressed by Willow. Like, she's so cool. And, and like Buffy, you know, I consider Willow strong as well. She's strong of mind. Um... Maybe the bummer of the time we're here, though, is that uh, Jesse was actually turned into a vampire. I did not see that coming. Um, Jesse seemed like a character that would stick around longer. Um, him being turned and then later killed off, like, caught me off guard. He does sort of fuck up his first cool one-liner. All he says is, you can die. Like, it's a big deal. Like, I don't think uh, he should die over it, but... I wanted to be on record about it. <laughs> um, and he was certainly convinced quickly, wasn't he? Um, being turned into a vampire seems like a done deal in this show. Um, I'm just guessing. But uh, Jesse says Xander is just a shadow to him now. So it's true that these vamps have no humanity left right away. I'm guessing. <laughs> um, but at least that makes it like cleaner. You know, it's like walking dead. <laughs> like There's no hope for them to come back. You got to get over it and kill your grandma. Um, Oh, but any, um, have, has anyone seen Z Nation? <laughs> if you like zombie with a spin 
type shows. Um, I really enjoyed the first couple seasons of it. Admittedly, I never finished. But there's also Black Summer, which is supposedly like non-canon, but fan-approved like prequels. Um, so that one is much more intense. I re- uh, recommend both if you are into zombie culture. They are both on Netflix. Um, I watched a lot of zombie stuff while I was actively avoiding vampires. But back to vampires. Buffy and Xander are trying to escape, and it's pretty good suspense. Much better compared to the previous episode. The jump scare hand grabbing Buffy at the end, and the two of them, like, collapse. Like, oh shit, I want them to be a couple. (laughs) And the master looks like a fool once again, thwarted by Buffy left and right. And now the big old baby has a Kool-Aid mouth. God, he looks so dumb. Um, But I do like that he's, like, a jealous god. You know, he's passive-aggressive, and he's mean to his, like, his cronies, you know, poking out vampire Colin's eye, apparently. (sighs) All right, one more trip to the bronze, because vampires work smarter, not harder. Buffy's got to sneak out. But were those communion crackers in that little false bottom? That's so funny. Um, And she wears the leather jacket, so you know it's gonna be serious. Um, Okay, it's hard to tell. It's so hard to tell if Cordelia is turned on by vampire Jesse's confidence or the fact that he's mean to her. Um, another reason why I thought Jesse would hang out longer is because they had that will-they-won't-they they energy to me. Um, I think Cordelia considered him harmless and had come to expect him to always be there. Like, with these small towns... So that that could just be the way you land your spouse, just having always known them. And, like, they're always there for you, blah, blah, blah. Um, of course, we see that people barely even remember the events as they happened. And it gets blamed on gang violence, like, ew, Republicans much. Um, and she has to notice that Jesse is no longer around, right? But speaking of the events of the night... It's another case of people not appropriately freaking out. It is far too calm, and I have to assume it's because people think that this is all part of the show. Uh, Luke grabs Cordelia, and she gives, like, us a performance, for sure, but it's crazy. Um, Luckily, Buffy's here, so we can get a little action. She takes basically all of them out, including Luke. Um, so the master loses this round, womp womp, and Jesse's staked because a lady runs into him while he's at the other end of Xander's stake. It's actually kind of brutal because it's so casual. Like, it reminded me of Final Destination, um, but in that movie, you know, it would have been like some random person's act of carelessness that goes through this whole Rube Goldberg process just to end up with someone across the room dying. But anyway, also... Poor vampire Colin probably didn't have good peripheral vision thanks to the master. (laughs) So that was his own fault. Uh, Anyway, our crew wins for now. So they leave and Angel's lurking around. Hey, thanks for the help. Um, But also, is he like a fallen angel? And on top of that, is he an angel named Angel? (laughs) Okay, the last scene is the next morning. And I can't even hear them because of how cute Sarah Michelle Gellar looks. Her dress looks like cherries, but I think it's flowers. But she looks like Daphne. It's so adorable. Also, I want Willow's cardigan. It's super, like, comfy and warm looking. Um, Grandpa Giles watches them off and gets in one more snarky Brit line. And that's the end of the episode. Oh, my God. That took forever. And I'm sweating. (laughs) All right. 
best line or moment it's so hard to choose uh willow has some great ones like where the books live and and then i have to go away uh ed xander is great and cordelia gets some great lines um so it might be between xander's whole bit with him and buffy being old friends who are now estranged or whatever um because i would have fallen in love with him if he was there if i was there <laughs> uh the cordelia after buffy chokes her so she needs to call everyone she's ever met that's so funny um I wanted to start a kill count for this show, but I just don't have it in me. There's so much more rando death in this show, and I couldn't tell how many people didn't make it out of the bronze that night. I'm just so tired of watching these episodes, and I want to move on. <laughs> so, well, my goodness, that was an endeavor. Um, I'm really excited for the cast to get all comfortable with each other and all the baddies to get a little more scary. Currently, I feel like I'm mostly here for the cute clothes and potential relationships, but I am on board for more. Uh, I like to finish my scripts before moving on to the next episode so I don't confuse myself, and I've just been waiting to get on with it. Uh, so, <clears throat> with that said, I will end it here. Thank you so much for watching TV with me. Buffy's a big watch, so I will not be doing episodic watch-alongs for it, and I am sad about that, but it's just too much with my schedule right now. Um, I'm probably going to record it so I can hopefully get any big first-time reactions in there, and I will, like, put them into the recap. Uh, but yes, thank you so much for listening. I try to post every third day, and I'll try to have Buffy every third episode. Uh, if you want me to watch and talk about one of your favorite shows, I am stabbing be tabby cat on instagram you can dm me there and i'll try to get that going but all right until next time bye mm -hmm.